What's up, everybody? How's it going? Welcome to this first pilot episode of the Dan's Go podcast. In this first episode, I am joined by Peter Bird, aka P Birdman, who you guys will hopefully all know from the modded version of Final Fantasy X that I've been playing. Before we get into it, I just wanted to, to make like a little intro just to let you guys know that this is something that I'm trying on the channel just as like a new format. P Birdman was kind enough to, to join me on this and we chatted about the game and our experiences, our histories with Final Fantasy. And of course, we talked a little bit about the mod as well. So I hope you enjoy the content. I've got a few more people on my list that I'd love to talk to and try to do this format with in the future. But just know that this was our first attempt to do it. Neither of us have any podcast experience, but we've done our best. I think it turned out pretty well, and I hope you guys enjoy it while listening. So thank you for listening and watching, and enjoy the podcast. First of all, thank you for joining me for this, because obviously it's a bit ironic, because I'm a bit of a guinea pig for your mod, and you're going to be a guinea pig for my podcast. So thank you for joining us, P-Badman. It's no problem. If I can just say first, um, I'm honoured, and I like you for being this guinea pig on your new podcast, and at the same token, I hate your guts for being this new guinea pig on this new podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It should be a good time. I mean, I did think about who to who to start this whole thing with, and it just seemed like the the naturally the best option to to start with you because the P Birdman mod thing has been like a, a good bit of content on the channel. A lot of people interested in it, and to be honest, I was interested in getting to chat to you as well because we've been on Discord for like a year or so, yeah, chatting away. But to do it in this kind of format, I think is going to be a lot more fun. So, looking forward to it. I think the first thing is like obviously me as well because I mean when we talk is a, a lot of it is kind of all business like we're always just talking about the mod talking about the game and that kind of thing but of course I think me and the viewers would like to know more about like who is the man behind the mod who is P Birdman Well I'm from UK just like yourself in Manchester Funnily enough I'm not actually in the computer industry so I'm just I'm just more in the food industry so it's not it's nothing exceptional. Still a key worker in this dark time, so but right. Okay, I was going to ask you about that because you mentioned like you're going to be at home on these days and not around. So you work in the food industry. What exactly like what part of that are you in? It's like food distribution, uh, well, food and drink. Uh, I'm more kind in like the stock controlling area to make sure all the stuff's going out. Right. Okay. So it's classed as one of the key workers. So I've still got to work through these times. To be honest, um, it's like every day is like a Sunday driving. Yeah, it's true. I can imagine. <laughs> it kind, it kind of. I'm surprised that Morrissey song's not come back out. Every day is like Sunday. <laughs> I hear it all the time, and it's all I think about now when I'm driving. It's like, yeah, I've got to go home in rush hour. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's just like Sunday drivers. I, yeah, I've been hearing about this this thing about there's, there's going to be a lot more fines now because I've been seeing it on the roads too. There's just so many more people just taking advantage of the empty roads, just just doing like crazy. Like dangerous moves and like speed. Oh yeah, I still see all idiots on the roads speeding down around the corners and doing the trying to do the handbrake turns and all that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, what, what's the point? Exactly. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> At least by going home, you can get on Final Fantasy. Of course, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, of course, whenever I'm talking to to someone who, of course, loves Final Fantasy, I've got to know like what is your story. With Final Fantasy X, how did you discover it? What was it like the first time you played it? All of that good stuff. I love hearing about these things. Well, it was, it was actually kind of a fluke, to be honest with you. I mean, on the, I got it. I got it probably about a year after it came out officially. So it's probably about it come out here a lot longer uh, later, I should say, than say America or obviously Japan. 
Mm-hmm. So I probably got it round about whew, 2002, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I say it was a fluke I got it because I only got it because I went out just to get a box of donuts, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of got an, an inkling for some Bavarian donuts and there was a nice Hampsons or Spinks, whatever it was called back then. So as I went out there, there was a Woolworths nearby. So I just kind of like popped in, seeing what was on the shelves, and I noticed Final Fantasy X. So took a look at the box. Read it and thought, oh, I'll give it a go. And the rest, as he says, is history. Wow. So what kind of stuff were you playing at the time before that? I really like, and I still do, to be honest, um, the Grand Theft Auto series. I really like the like the Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice mm-hmm. City, San Andreas. All of them were fantastic games. And to be honest with you, before that, I, I still got them now on the PC. The, um, the originals. GTA and GTA 2, the original top-down. Ah, okay, game, cool. Where it all started, which was really cool. Nice. I mean, I, I was big into... I think GTA 3 is probably still my favorite. It's the first GTA I ever played. Yeah. But during like the early years of like PS2 gaming, even when I was playing Final Fantasy X, I think GTA 3 was a game that I came back to quite a lot. I don't know. There was just something about it was just so good. I don't know why. Yeah, why. absolutely. I, I think on top of the good graphics, it's the gameplay that, that, that gets me. It's really good gameplay. You can always go back to it. I can complete it, go back to it, complete it, go back to it. Obviously, you've got to take a break here and there, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of yeah. that, I was also, I think, playing Gran Turismo 3. Yeah, okay. I mean, we were playing similar stuff. I mean, because for me, I'm remembering, like, the earliest days of PS2 for me was Grand Theft Auto 3, uh, Gran Turismo 3, yeah, and maybe, like, FIFA, like FIFA 2003 that kind of thing. So I was into a lot more of that sort of stuff and Final Fantasy wasn't really the type of game that I was actually playing back then, which was interesting. Yeah, I, I sunk a lot of hours into I think 2, 3, and 4 were the ones I played the most. I do remember playing 2 on the PS1 as well a lot. Yeah. And I think up to about 4 I played them a lot and then 5 I think was when I started to, to kind of lose a bit of interest. It became a bit too online for me. So, to be honest, I was kind of like the same. I, I think with same with G- uh, Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. I love the originals. I love the 3D versions in PS2. Uh, yep. When I got the PS3, Grand Theft Auto 4 was quite okay. And then when I got to 5, graphics obviously were spot on. Um, yep. the, get, the actual story was brilliant. Characters were great. But I find the whole open world aspect a little bit next generation sort of thing because I like to unlock things as I go along yeah. rather than just have it everywhere you can go to straight from the get go it's kind of the same with the Zelda series which I'm actually into as well um, okay. on the Nintendo I, I really like them but the newer ones like the Breath of the Wild again just like GTA 5 it's great graphics all open world it looks like good story but again I prefer the you have to go and unlock that find that unlock that find that unlock that to progress yeah. the story yeah I, I get what you mean I remember from GTA 3 there was like there was this thrill of like you you had the broken bridge between the first and the second island and you knew that there was this whole like other world there that Hello. you just you didn't have access to and uh, then obviously the, the first time you managed to get over the bridge like the bridge got repaired and you made your first trip across the island it was just insane like I remember that was yeah. so thrilling as a kid so I remember it was good fun man when you look back at them now though it's like they still look good for the time and that's the thing they age well I agree, yeah, considering how open it was as well. I mean, they, they were quite big maps for like early PS2 days. Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to, to Final Fantasy X, you said it was a flu. So it's a bit like me as well. I don't know if you ever you, you ever heard my story of how I found Final Fantasy X as well. Um, no, I don't think I have, actually. 
Yeah, so for me, it was um, basically my dad worked as a courier driver at the time uh, for, I think it was, it was either Omega or DHL. It was before Omega got brought out by DHL. And um, so he was delivering to, I believe it was like a, a, like a video game, either magazine or journalism kind of office sort of place. And they asked him, like, do you have, like, do you know anyone who plays video games? And he's like, yeah, my son's quite into it. And I think they had like a review copy of Final Fantasy X they had from back in the day. And um, and also Virtua Fighter 4. And they gave him both games just like as a little gift. They said, you know, take it home to your son. He might be interested in playing these. So he just turned up one day with like this re- review copy of Final Fantasy X. And um, I had no idea what it was, never heard of it. And it was just one of them things where I think the first time I played it, because I was so much into these other games I was telling you about that are just so different from Final Fantasy. And Final Fantasy X has quite an odd, very slow start. Yeah. And I, I played like an hour... And I think I was just like, I just could not get into it. I think it was like 2004, maybe early 2004 when I first played. And I, I was like 12 at the time. And I was just like, I don't know what's really happening here. Like this, I don't think I like this. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember like just abandoning, abandoning it the first time I played. And it was only maybe like a few months later when I had a cousin round. And we were just bored and we had like a few hours to kill. And I was like, oh, I've got this game called Final Fantasy X that I've been trying to play, but I just didn't really like it that much. Should we try it again? And and then we started playing together. So I was playing and he was watching. And the first save file, like I, I renamed Titus as his name in my first save. And um, yeah, that save was the one where for some reason that night it just it clicked in a different way. And after he went home, I just continued playing and playing and playing and basically never looked back from there really. I don't think he had many memories of me first time I played it, but I'm pretty sure I did do what most people do when they first play it. Just blitz through it as quick as you can, mash your neck, sure. and then got stuck on seeing more flux. <laughs> but. I mean, I'm trying to remember. Honestly, I don't remember that much from my earlier save too. I mean, flux must have definitely been one of one of those kind of bosses, and of course, yeah, definitely. Unileska as well. I mean, Unileska is just really not friendly for for new players. Just like that, it really flips the script. That boss. It's why it's probably my favorite storyline. I don't think it's as much the battle. I mean, obviously, you're always going to get in battles an area where, oh, shit, did that actually happen? I've just been KO'd all at once. Uh-huh. But I think uh-huh. what makes people annoyed with Unileska is the fact that you've got a five-minute cutscene before it that you've got to keep going through every time you Absolutely. do lose. And it's like, oh, come on, man, just roll it on. Absolutely. <laughs> I love the yeah, story, I mean- but... How many times have I got to see Oren do his thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That That's absolutely right, yeah. But, I mean, it's just... I think, for me, like, what what's... I don't know, what, for you, what was it like when, let's say you've played the game, you've completed it, how did that transition into basically what it's become today, where, like, you just want to just keep playing it, keep playing it, where, like, just enjoying the game turns into, like, a genuine passion and, like, a deep interest in the game. So how did you make that transition, do you think? When I got the game, I kind of joined. That was when I joined Game FAQs or Game Facts, whichever, however you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, back in the day, it was really, really popular board. It was always in the top ten of the mo- most used um, boards on the site at the time, and it was like that for about ten years, to be honest with you. Yes, it was hugely active. It was. In fact, it only dwindled. I think once it got ported to the PS3 when it came out as the HD version, once it did that, it then got a separate board for PS3, PS4, um, Xbox, I think, as well. 
PC yeah. and then it all, everyone just at the, at the time I just thought keep it all on one site no need to make six different sites and as soon as he split it that was it it kind of went downhill and it was hardly anyone on it but going back to your question um, during the earlier days I kind of just just talking to some of the old um, vets I don't know whether you remember them like sensory and people like that the old mace and gangster and yeah, jobber yeah. and all that and I usually just talk to some of them about the mechanics about mm-hmm. the accuracy strength defence because I knew nothing at the time obviously you're going to start not knowing anything and sure, it sure. just interested me I don't know why it interested me. I just got in because it was so. It seemed so in depth. Sure. Everything about the game was so in depth, from the mechanics behind it to the hidden affections, hidden quotes, and all all the different hidden um, aspects of the game. So I just kind of felt, you know, what I'm just interested in this. I'm going to look into it, and as no one had many answers for me, mm-hmm. I thought I'll just start delving into it. And I think one yeah. of the earlier this was before I started. Um, hacking as such. This was before I got hold of the Ultimania guides. Right. This was um, this was back in the day when I actually bought myself an action replay version two, mm. which is the old cheat devices. If you remember, yes. I think the Game Shark was the American equivalent, and I think it was more popular the action replay over pal- uh, the Europe and England. What I tended to do, I thought it was just something to do with accuracy at first. So I kind of thought. According to all these guides you read on the internet, all you're seeing is everyone's accuracy is zero. How the hell did he hit him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm okay. like, what's the what gives here? And someone, I think it was Sensory actually, actually posted a picture of, um, I think it was a killer beef in the Ultimania guide, and he said that every single um, move has its own accuracy stat. It doesn't go off the actual your core accuracy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like mm, that's that's interesting, and I think at the time it was a hundred somewhat like that. So I thought, right, I'm gonna actually look. It's a bit anarchy, but at the time I thought I'm just gonna look into it because no one else has looked into it or documented it. So yeah. I just started, got my action replay out, found codes that would give me max stats. Worked out that if I edited the last couple of digits, I could give myself any stat I wanted. Right. I just started set myself up at say fifty evasion, got hit half the time. Set myself up at 75, got hit some of the time, set myself right. up at 80, and so on, so on, until I actually, and I painstakingly went through every single evadable attack and literally got myself a list of accuracy values. And by the time I finished it, I got hold of the Ultimania guide, um, cross referenced it, and I was a bang on every single one of it. But it must have took wow. countless hours. I mean, I kid you not when I say I must have been on it for not this particular thing, but in total playtesting about thousands of hours. That would not surprise me at all. It it, it was it, it was painstakingly, but it was I, I quite enjoyed it because it was nice to people people who don't like the game or are not gamers will turn around and basically say you're a sad get. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get a life. And I'm thinking, well, I've got a life. You know what I mean? It might not be everyone's taste, but hey ho. Of course, I'm doing what I like doing. I started posting some things, and it's like, oh, you're quite clued up on these things. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it just kind of gained from there. And then I just started looking into other aspects that people weren't sure about. And then, like I say, when I got the Ultimania guides, I started doing my own, like looking at the AI and all that, and then comparing it to what I found out. 
got more information from the Ultimania guide. I can't speak Japanese or really, but I can pick out certain things. Obviously, when it came to the coming on the emulators, I managed to direct hack the files to compare it to the Ultimania guide and find out any discrepancies there. Right. But it's interesting that like GameFAQs was something that basically ended up inspiring you to go deeper into the game because it's a little bit of a similar story for me, but only like, let's say, maybe four years after you, four or five years after you did. Because obviously by the time I got to that stage where I was done with playing the game and just like trying to max my stats and beat Dark Aeons or whatever, that kind of thing, yeah. it was about 2007 or so. And then it came to a time where I needed to do some some deeper research about the game because I didn't have like a guide or anything. Um, I was just, there were questions that I had, things I wanted to find out. And that's how I stumbled across the, the GameFAQs forum. And I remember like a lot of the names that you mentioned there. Sensory is actually one I don't remember, but I remember like Barrel Thief. Yeah. Uh, Eric T, Mace, uh, Gangster L, Soul Spark. Soul Spark is another one, Sparky, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of names there. And of course, you. So I remember just like I, I lurked for a long time on those forums, just reading and just being like having my mind blown at just how much these people knew about the game that I didn't. And it was just, it was so interesting. And I think after that, it was thankfully I got into it in like the early ages of, of YouTube. So back then, there was like a few people who started to upload some more interesting things, like no sphere grid challenges or like, I don't know, solo Dark Aeon challenges, that kind of thing. And I remember seeing those for the first time, like people like Dark Kefka, uh, Crow132, he had some cool videos. And I was looking into that, just like thinking, this is so cool, I'd love to be able to do this as well. And that was also part of what fueled me to, to go deeper on the game and just like play it more try new things and that kind of thing like that challenge thread uh on game facts is just legendary just it went on for like 40 50 different like topics i think something like that but well, they did like different that. ones didn't they? you had the general one then you had single character yeah i mean it, it, there was in, there was enough interest to even split it like it was insane i mean do you remember the quizzes on there i do yeah like that, that was but they got modded after time being off topic which was kind of contradictory considering you're talking about final fantasy 10 on the general board yeah ex exactly i don't know how that happened and also I, I totally agree with you that like once the remaster came out and they split the they split the board i think that's that's what eventually ended up killing it because i remember like when the remaster came out i'd search for things and it would take me to like the the final fantasy 10 remastered forum yeah. and there i'd look through the names i'd just have a scroll through and i'd never see anyone i recognized and it was a bit of a shame because like i know these people have been like you know, talking about the game and know so much about the game, and like I think this whole splitting of the of the board kind of killed that community, which was a shame, really. I, I used to really enjoy the quizzes on it, though. Uh, I never really participated myself in it because people always found it was kind of unfair. <laughs> <laughs> it, to be honest, it was, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when you're talking about mechanics sort of thing, I mean, I don't know everything about the game, and I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who know just as much, or even stuff I don't know. Sure. At the time, it was a case of, oh, he knows everything about it, which I didn't, but to be honest, I did know a lot, yeah. but just the way it went. I think for me, like when I was on the forums and I'd see you post, like my general, the image I had of you was either either you knew something or you had the means to find out. So like for me, you were like the guy that had like ultimate VIP access to everything <laughs> about Fire Fantasy. So that's like that was my perception of you, and well, obviously it's not too far from the truth, but like that's what I used to think when I used to read the forums and see you post on there and that kind of thing. I think I just got lucky being passionate about the game. Absolutely, I mean, your. I think for me, a lot of it was also about. I don't know if if it's the same for you, but based on what you were talking about, you 
you seem to have like an extra interest in the in the mechanical side of it. For me, it was more about obviously like the the story, the world, the characters. Like my first reason for wanting to play more was that I just wanted to spend more time in Spirit. To be honest, like anything I could do to 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 basically give me an opportunity or an excuse to play the game more was my initial thing. And then once I found out about like Dark Aeons, I didn't even know they existed. So Dark Aeons, Penance, all of this stuff, I was more interested in like what are the extra boss battles? What are the extra areas? How can I find these guys? How can I defeat them? And then once that was done, it was like, okay, is there a way to to fight these guys again? But with different restrictions so then i started getting into the challenge thing so my interest was always a bit more down that side and i never really spent too much time actually studying mechanics or anything like that mm. it was more of a like i try and fight something and if i got stuck i try and figure out why and then maybe kind of work backwards to see what i was missing but you seem to have always had like a an interest in the mechanics and like the you know the, the way the game actually works in the background Yes, uh, I do like the story as well, to be honest. I've always liked the story of the game. Like you said, it's quite a bit of tutorial and very much story-driven at the very beginning of the game, which can get a bit boring at times because you see it all the time and you can't skip it. But, yeah, I do like the story. and I thought it got very emotional towards the end, to be honest with you. It it was very emotional, really touching, especially for the times. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I was the same. I didn't actually realise that we had the the, the um, international version, so to speak, when I yeah. first read about it. Because obviously, the showstopper was flux for me at first, so I went back to the beginning, started using a guide a little bit, and then as I was going through, I kept checking the the, the board and heard about all these dark aeons. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, lucky buggers, you know what I mean? Because I'm thinking when you say the international version. To me, international was abroad from wherever I am. Sure. I, I was quite naive at the early days. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, I must just have plain old vanilla. And then only when I kept reading into it, it was the NA version, which was the plain vanilla one. And everything yeah. overseas was the international or PAL version, yeah. as we got direct conversion. Cause we, I think because it took quite a while for it to come out over it, because it got delayed, didn't it, I believe? Yeah, I mean... To, uh, to be honest, I don't know too much about like the the very earliest days of like Final Fantasy X over here. Like, when did the PAL version get released? That kind of thing. Because I didn't play until about two thousand and four. I, I didn't know too much of it. All I knew was obviously that there was the North American version that was kind of nerfed, and then afterwards we got the PAL version, which had what they were missing basically. Yeah, I, I think it come out. Was it nineteen ninety nine? I think it originally came out. I think it's two thousand and one. Actually, is it? Yeah, it should be 2001, the first like Japanese version came out. I'm not sure, whatever it was, it came out in a particular year, and I think the NA version, or the American audience got it in December of that same year, mm-hmm. and I think we were meant to get it slightly after, but it took over a year, I think, to come out, and by that time, the international version had been done, mm-hmm. and we just got a direct copy of the international version. I mean that that's that's a huge stroke of luck to be honest because I don't know maybe my entire experience would have been different if it was like the North American version like I would have completed the game and then maybe by the time I even realized that there were dark aeons because at the time especially in the PS2 days it was quite difficult to like it was it was more of a hassle to try and play like international versions of games yeah so I probably might have just said you know what screw it I just you know I had my fun with this game I'll move on to something else I might not have even got into it as much as I did I probably might have done a similar thing myself if it weren't for the fact that I kept looking into things and looking into things. The more you look into things, you, you find something else that you look into. And then you yeah. look into that, and it's like a, a kind of snowball job. You just carry on 
looking into stuff and like I said some people might just think I'm sad you know some people <laughs> might think I'm cool I don't know <laughs> I, I, th- I think the people listening to this are going to be more in a cool camp yeah than the sad camp, <laughs> thank hopefully. you <laughs> <laughs> oh you probably you'll always get some negative ones but you can't yeah, please I mean, everyone I, I think I experienced that most in when I actually beat No Sphere with Dark Anima and I uploaded the video and obviously I tried to give people like an idea of, of just how long this thing took me to do and of course, like it's one of these things where, you know, for someone that, that doesn't have that much interest in it, if you read it and you're like, why would someone spend this much time to, to do this? Like, okay, you know, you, you beat a boss, but you literally spend like maybe thousands of hours trying to do this. What was the point? And to be honest, it's just one of these things where there there is no answer for it. It's just like, well, this is what I wanted to do at the time. You know, it's everyone's free to, to do what they wish to do with their time. That's what I wanted to do. And I have no regrets about the, the time I spent doing that, to be honest. I find I, f- I find the strange thing is, although I really enjoy reading the them threads, the single character challenges, the NSG challenges, and all the, it, all that's in between, but I've never actually been one to do a particular NSG or SCC okay. challenge. But when I play the game, I always limit myself to certain restrictions, which means I am kind of playing a a kind of challenge in 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 itself. Right. Okay. I don't customize barring the end game. Okay, that's interesting. I'll only use equipment that gets dropped for me. I won't buy from the shops like first strike and all. Like I find it's very overpowered, mm-hmm. basically. So if I get one as a drop, great, I'll use it, no problem. But I won't go out there customizing it or buying it unless it's the very end game where you get specialized right. equipment. And I, I've always done that. I never, I never use items. I, ne- I don't use items because I find that they were overpowered with the statuses mm-hmm. and things like that. So I, I always actually restrict myself to do certain things during the game. So technically, I do actually challenge myself, but mm-hmm. it's a self-imposed challenge rather than a general challenge. Right. Okay. It's interesting because I was going to ask you about that because I, I was going to say like, have you done like some no secret stuff and that kind of thing? But that's that's interesting. I mean, considering how how much you know the game. I would have thought, like, if there was anyone that could really, like, go crazy on the challenges, it would be you. Because even sometimes on this mod now, when you're going through it, and it's like, oh, I didn't think of that, because I never use it when I play through it myself. So the use of items and all that, I think, I need to sort something out for the final release, which (laughs) I have kind of been doing um, for the version 2.6, which technically be the final... One, unless I do find out how to properly mod the AI. If I can find that, then I'll carry on. But at the moment, right. I'm kind of like now up to the limits of my modding potential, so to speak. So let's start to, to dive a bit more into the mod itself. So uh, from my perspective, I remember this mod. Honestly, I don't remember if you contacted me or if I contacted you. I probably contacted you like years ago when the mod was really like new. You were first working on it. To, to say like you know can I have a go with the mod but I think it coincided with a time when I was really starting to be more active on YouTube and I'd already done a lot of Final Fantasy 10 stuff and I think I, I just I needed to to focus on other content so it's something that I put off for a long time and I think over time I just never really ended up having a, a chance to play it so talk to us about like the the origins of the mod when did you decide to do it why did you decide to do it what was your vision for it because I've told people like obviously throughout the playthrough I've tried my best to say, so this is what P. Birdman's trying to do. This is his aim, but I think it'd be nice to hear it through like your own words as well. 
Well, just the um, it started from like like you say when you finish doing like all the dark aeons and everything and you complete the game. It's like um, I wish it was a bit harder, you know, because at the end of it you seem unfulfilled. And then when you talk to people on the sites, it's like, oh, they're not that hard, really. Once you get up to a certain level, you just whip the backside. So, obviously, from there, with what I knew about the game, um, (laughs) I kind of thought, well, can I not make it a bit harder, then, and potentially release some sort of mod? Not that I'm I'm not a programmer or anything, so I don't really have the insights to properly mod a game, but I just got lucky on how I did find out what was what and it was fortunate that yeah I don't know whether you remember the translation mod that I attempted for Final Fantasy X2 um, I don't think so actually that's not one I'm, I'm familiar with yeah I kind of did uh, because this was before I knew it was getting released on PS3 this was going back to about probably about 2008 maybe something like that 2009. Okay. Uh, I, I kind of thought I wish I could play the international version of Final Fantasy X2 with all the creature coliseum and all the extras, the last mission. Yeah. So there was fortunately there were some people on the site at the time who could read a bit of Japanese and said they'll translate some stuff for me. Ah, uh, okay. That was that was nice of them to do that. And there was also another guy on the site at the time, which. Um, was a bit more of a modder and he actually did some sort of very small mod and I downloaded it and I thought his file looks different from mine and when I compared him he's uncompressed the files and it worked so Uh, I tried doing it it didn't work and then he explained to me no you've got to do this you've got to do that so he allowed me to use his tools or some of his tools and it went from there so I kind of like was able to um, compress decompress files find out what I needed to find out, locate things in files. It's not the easiest of things, but I knew how to do it. And I thought, it's, you know, if it weren't for him, I think he was called um, Farlow, I think he was called, something like that. If you actually, anyone who's got the translation mod will actually, in fact, you'll probably have it in your README file. I'll always credit him because it was actually his tool. Really? That actually does it. So without that tool, this mod wouldn't be possible. So I've always thanked him for that piece of equipment. So to speak, software, I should say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was basically just because I wanted to have a more of a challenge on it and people were always complaining that it was too easy. It gets sure. a bit repetitive, yeah. a bit boring. So, But the only problem is when you start doing things like this, you, you've got to try and find the balance of is it too easy, is it too hard? You don't want to go too far, but then again, you don't want to do too little. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of like... Um, how do we go about doing that? Because as you very well pointed out in your post on your videos, you've actually said it's my interpretation of one man's look at how the game could be or should be, which is correct because I was doing it based on my experience. And then, of course, when you start, people start playing it, you start realising where you've messed up. So then you've got to keep patching it. It's it's one of these things where it, it it's really it's an impossible thing it, it because is. obviously you've got you've got an entire spectrum of people like finding how difficult they find something and um like obviously for me i've always said i don't know how good on the one hand i think i'm a good guinea pig for this because i know the game well and i can kind of you know i can keep up with the difficulty for the most part and maybe like show things in a different way to what a newer player could but then again how well do i represent the average person that could be playing this mod 
that's something I, I don't know either. So it's like for you, what was your like, let's just say out of one to 10, if 10 is just like an insanely difficult, like high level, no sphere grid kind of challenge, how hard did you actually want this to be like in your own vision? Well, it was never intended on being a hard mod, so to speak. Where you can find out, I mean, there was um, a mod I think called Punishment for the PS2 version, I believe. And that was basically just um, HP was increased quite a lot. A few stats were increased, a few resistances were increased. So it was basically just massive amount of HP. Yeah. I, I've never actually played that mod. But from right. what I can believe, I think there were a few other little tweaks as well, but it was mainly just like extra HP and all that. So to yeah. me, that could be quite a hard mod at times if it's just massive amounts of HP you've got to grind through. So I wanted to go yeah. away from that and actually do other things on top of Of course, increased HP is going to be a given. Increased stats, resistances. I then wanted to change some attacks to because I found that statuses weren't used to the potential, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. On vanilla, so yeah. I tried to re- include a lot more statuses in the attacks that I created, sure. <laughs> as well as this is the idea as well behind the resistances, as you probably found out on your playthrough. It starts mm-hmm. off low and progressively gets higher as you go through the game, so it forces you to use more stronger attacks. But I didn't realize, of course, that the percentage of failure was going to be <laughs> a. a, a really great amount so it makes using statuses no point basically so that is an issue i will resolve because i agree with you on that one i mean statuses for me is a very difficult thing to mod because it's it's very hard to find that balance that that we've been talking about because on the one hand obviously we know from like the original game let's say something like the tko for example can even make like a nose through grid run quite easy once you start using it yeah. But it's like, but you also, you don't want to make it so that if you make it too difficult, then you you have no reason to even try using statuses. And then it just becomes this simple, like, you know, I've got to do as much damage as possible and not use my statuses. So it's like, how do you keep a balance of keeping the statuses useful, but not having them break the game? That's, that's one of the most challenging things, I think. Yeah, that was one of the reasons as well behind the, um, I think when you got to the Thunder Plains the first time and I thought Death Touch... I thought well, it was quite easy just to go down there and between two or three hits you've killed a strong enemy. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll I'll lessen the potency of the actual death touch. And if that's not enough, I'll just give a little resistance as well to the enemies and then it becomes too OTT. So it, yeah. it's very hard to find a proper balance between what I should be doing and what I should really leave alone. Yeah, but it's the only way though I'm gonna find out and make the best mod possible that I can do is by people like yourself though who know what they're doing and can give mm-hmm. not just positive but critical or you know, critically and negative feedback if needed. If it maybe it helps progress the mod, then mm-hmm. that's fine. No problem with that. I mean that's the whole idea of this. It is a beta test. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've said a few times in the mod already, but I mean the fact that obviously I get to. To, to be a part of this mod in that way where we get to talk about things. I mean, it's very rare that you would you have a mod that's basically kind of still in development and as a player you get to actually kind of help to, to develop the mod and make it better and give your feedback and have your feedback listened to and that kind of thing. So for me, it's just been this really unique experience because for someone like me that's played Final Fantasy X for so long and so many times in so many different ways, it, there's always this like struggle to try and find a new way to, to enjoy the game because obviously I want to it's my favorite game of all time. I want to keep playing it. I want to keep 
discovering things about it. I want to keep enjoying it. But obviously, as time goes on, that gets more and more difficult before mm. you start to tread over old ground. But this mod, like the, this whole situation and being able to work with you on it has been like a new lease of life for the game. And like you think about it differently. I don't know, you play differently. You get to, to influence how other people might be able to experience the game. So for me, it's just been it's been amazing to be able to, to play the mod in this way. And obviously, thank you again for like giving me the 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 opportunity to test it like this and to and to upload it. It's just been it's been amazing. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I appreciate the fact that you're actually um, displaying it out there as well. So it's actually giving it out to the public, sort of thing. Because that's something mm-hmm. I don't do. So by you doing that, is like kind of like exposing it. But sure. I have actually give it or, pre- or previous versions of it. I have actually give to other people. Um, and they did. Some of them did record a little bit. I think I forget his name. I think it might have been Voidling. I think. But, um, right. I think I've seen Chaos N record some stuff. Yeah, I don't. That's not really the mod, but he has recorded a few things. He's another one who was on Game Facts. Who's a good mm-hmm. uh, poster. I think it was Voidling. I think. I think if you put FFX Challenge version mm-hmm. two point three or something like that in YouTube, you'll come up with his videos. And he did an old right. one, obviously version two point three. This was before. I modded the sphere grid. Right. I kind of thought it's a similar sort of thing, progression, just do it like that. He got so far in and it was going the way I planned it and the battles were like half an hour, something like that. And then all of a sudden I didn't expect him to do all Blitzball where he basically used the spheres to jump to other grids to uh. overpower and then every single boss he was fighting took about five minutes of that. So it's kind of like, well, that defeats the purpose of the mod, so I can't really comment on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I he was, he's got to, like, Defender X, like, like your boss battles, because because obviously of the limitations, yours are taking about an hour, and that's for yourself to go sure, through it. Yeah. But, I mean, this guy was just going through it in five minutes, just getting double cast, <laughs> double cast flare by Defender X or something. It's uh, like, yeah, I mean, okay. that's why I thought I'll release the next one and I'll mod the grid and get rid of some yeah. prizes or switch them around so you can't jump from one path to the other. Before, I think I think I did it so you had to get to the airship first, uh, what mm. defeats in, and get yeah. to you know that part part of the game then. I'll give access to like level three key key spheres and things like that. So anywhere you previously could get a level three key sphere, you now can't get a level three key sphere. Yeah, you, you probably realise that yourself. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the one that you could get for the chocobo racing, I've changed that one mm-hmm. and give a different yeah. prize instead. So I try to do it so you have to stay down your own path. Obviously, that limited Kamari to a certain degree because he was stuck to the True. middle which is why I, le- I lessened two uh, entrances to level two yep. so he could get an extension to his path and you could either take him on a all-rounder trip or a magic mm-hmm. trip because at the time I thought magic was more powerful in the early game it is yeah in the early game and I do mean true. to respond to that as well in the later game because I, I do agree that it's getting all orin 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 again mm-hmm. so it will be I mean, you, you've probably tried a couple of the patches now where I've, I've rejigged a couple of the enemies. So it's it's more mm-hmm. fruitful to use Orin on some, Lulu on another. Sure. But without actually modding the actual formula, which I'm not saying mm-hmm. is impossible, but I'd need right. to really, really dig in and try testing it because the way I mod things, it's really hit and miss, basically. Okay. It's just brute force I've got to use to change things. I usually 
can do a good job, but every now and again I just have to go, you know what, I can't really do much about it at the moment and it'll have to just stay the way it is. But So, I mean, for, for clarity, when you say changing the formula, you mean in terms of the magic versus physical damage formula, right? Yeah, the actual, not just uh, what formula the attack uses, I can do that, but mm-hmm. actually, for instance, like with the physical formula let's say the first part mm-hmm. of it is like strength times strength times strength no stat times stat times stat and with magic it starts off diffi- diff- differently right if i can actually find where that is in the form in the actual data i could potentially change it a little bit to make it a bit more um potent right but so it is quite a complex thing to do so what about in terms of like um obviously after I think it was like 2013, um, the the remastered version came out, and now we have the Steam version. And of course, one of the things that people ask me all the time is like, you know, this is on the PS2 version. Is there any way it could be on the Steam version? So just to clarify that whole thing, it's I believe it can be done on the Steam. I think the PS3 and PS4 is quite complex to do it on their system because I think it also includes um, you needed a jailbreak the system i believe right so people okay. have actually said if you do mod on the next generation machine just do it on steam it'll be a lot easier mm-hmm. and i do know you can get access to the files you need a lot easier on the steam than you can on ps3 ps4 again without a modified console so mm-hmm. it is it is some i am actually meaning to get i haven't got it on the pc at the moment i am actually thinking of getting it both of them mm-hmm. so it's definitely something that I will look at in the future. But when it comes to like the actual like the the data within the files, I assume that the the remaster is too different from the PS2 version that you can't like quite literally sort of copy and paste whatever you've done in the PS2 version. You'd have to basically start from scratch, right? I would assume so. Yes. I don't know whether the PS3 being that it's a bigger disc size, it may be all uncompressed. I'm not sure. I've never actually looked into the. Um, the actual files of the PS3 or PS4. It could be all uncompressed, which means it could be quite easy. If it's compressed, it might use different compressions, which I'm not, again, I'm not 100% on that. So I just stick Mm. with what I know at the moment, which is the PS2. And as it happens, it's on an emulator, so it's very easy to get access to. Yeah, I think the the emulator is what is definitely what what makes it way more possible. If it was like if we didn't have a way to play it on emulator, then it, it it would make the mod a lot more restrictive and a lot less people would be able to play it. I mean, you can actually play it on the PS2 because I have included an ESR patch in there. Again, it's not my mm-hmm. actual patch, but it was just something I've included with it that if you wanted to play it properly on a PS2 console, mm-hmm. you can do it by. Uh, using the patch but you'd have to look online how to properly use that patch it is included but not the actual tutorial right okay but i have done it myself and it does work the only issues i had with the earlier patches is that some of the loading times when you went into battle was a little bit longer than normal but it was loading up the uncompressed files but other than that it did work so it is possible Mm -hmm. to play it on a, a standard ps2 but it's best playing it on an emulator i think yeah, I mean, especially as I get later into the game as well, I think you would have noticed as well that because you have the, the option to disable the frame limiting on yeah. the emulator, you can get through like grindy things a, a lot more easily. It's like the, the Steam versions times four speed, but you have access to that for the PS2 version, which is a lifesaver as well. So when it comes to like the, the modding stuff, what's been like some of the biggest challenges and how's that resulted in in terms of doing things that you wanted to do but you weren't able to due to restrictions. 
Well, the... I don't know about challenges, but the more frustrating elements of the modding must, must come um, trying to make certain enemies use certain attacks that you want them to use, but they can't use it. Not that they can't use it, they can use it, but the some of them they can't use because it hangs the game afterwards. must be to do with the animation phase. Mm-hmm. But some of them they can use, and it's fine, but the camera angles are absolutely hideous. Right. So some things I wanted to do, for instance, as you've already posted the Seymour Omnis battle, mm-hmm. um, there was some attacks I wanted to use for him. There was loads I tried. You probably remember yeah. you're taking ages for me to get back to you with the updated yeah. <laughs> patch because it just I, I did have extra stuff going on in real life mm-hmm. as well. But sure. every single time I tried to get him a certain way, I hit a roadblock with bloody camera angles or something like that and I, there was actually a couple of good attacks that he could use it looked really really good and when he got to the end of it I thought yes I'm using it and then when it finished it's like oh shit no I'm not <laughs> it just, when you say when you finish does it mean like once the move finishes the camera gets stuck on like a, a weird angle or something or some of them like for instance um, I try getting him to use Meteor to give him a Natus feel as well as you well know he's got his own attacks He's got some of Flux's attacks. I wanted to make it kind of like a, a, a myriad of attacks from Seymour himself. I really like that idea. I think with, with Omnis, I think that was a, a really smart way to, yeah. to deal with that, it. That was the original idea, and I thought, I'm going to try and do it like that. And every time I used a certain move, I thought, it's looking okay, and then the camera just sticks on him while the attack takes mm. place, so you don't actually see anything barring numbers in the corner of the screen. Uh, I'm right, thinking it looks right. stupid, and you might have noticed that on um, Spiral of Death, it does it on that one. But I thought I right. like that move so much, I wanted to include it. I think Spiral of Death is is a really good move. I think I remember. I think we first saw it with Flux, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I remember against Flux. I think one of the the best things about that that battle was the fact that Spiral of Death was in it because. As you would have seen as well, obviously, for me, I, I don't know how everyone else plays, but for me, I always try to, my first priority is to try and tank the battle. So yeah. am I going to put myself in a position where no one's going to get KO'd in this battle? Because obviously then I can benefit from things like cheer and focus and all that kind of stuff. But when you introduce something like Spiral of Death, well, either the character's going to die or they're going to be in doom status. So all of the hard work that you've done to, to tank up could, could be for nothing. So there's that constant fear of, of having a character that might have all of their buffs erased and you have to start again. So I think like moves like Spiral of Death were definitely really good because there's no way you can protect against Doom. That that was kind of the idea of the attack when I thought of it. I thought, I, if you notice, I probably tried using quotes as well from what they say. So people have yeah, mentioned yeah. that it's a sin's like a Spiral of Death. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of thinking, well, it's a Seymour battle, so use that type of terminology, in it, Peaceful slumber. It's, it kind of relates to an actual um, comment rather than the actual movie itself. And obviously, yeah, Peaceful Slumber had sleep to it. <laughs> it is, makes... is Peaceful Slumber, is the animation for it like an ice breath attack that you use for it? Um, I think, if I remember, yes, I think it was I think it was actually Adamant Toysi's fire breath attack. Ah, I yeah, okay, yeah. Now, I now think I'm that's what it, it was, looking back. It's been quite a while since I did it now, but... I think it was that sort of breath attack. I'm just thinking, like, from your perspective, that side of it must be really fun, but but really difficult to implement as well. So you've got to sit there and you've got to be like, okay, what should I call this attack? And then which animation do I want it to use? Where can I find that in the data? How can I put that in? Is the camera angle going to work? 
blah blah blah. blah. It just feels like it's such a difficult process just for one attack. It, it, do, one it does sometimes when you're trying to do something quickly. It's like, oh, can I be bothered doing it? Can I just just give him another attack that is already existing, or can I make it unique and spend that little bit more time? But the more effort you put in, obviously, the longer it takes. Absolutely. And obviously, I don't Absolutely. want to slow your progression down. But then again, I don't want to give you a half hearted job so, so to speak yeah yeah I mean to be honest I think having played through the mod my fa- my favourite thing of course has been the fact that there's new attacks in here because I think when I think of modding I, a, a lot of the time I, I feel like the, the simplest most basic thing to do is like you mentioned before just give it more HP give it more resistance increase its strength or whatever just simple changing some some stats and stuff around to, to make life more difficult but I think when you introduce like these new attacks new animations new um, attack names all of this stuff it just makes it feel so much more like you're playing a, a, a real like different version of the game and that's something that i'm really glad that you put the effort into because that's for me like that's the, the single best thing i think about this mod is just seeing these new attacks and especially when they happen at unpredictable times like my favorite has to be uh the overdrive sin sneeze attack yeah which i thought was hilarious <laughs> That was just that was just so funny. Like uh, it's 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 supposed to be like a serious battle, like you know, race against time. You got to defeat Sin, but I just I just burst out laughing when I saw that. It was just it was just genius. Well, that actual move I actually put in quite a while ago, to be honest. But I must admit, right. I did actually change the mechanics of it just for your battle. Because I thought okay. the, the original the idea was the same, but the the idea was the damage was based on max MP. Okay, right. Obviously, if you had, say, Yuna in the um, front line, she'll, she'll have something like, I don't know, 150 MP or something. So it, it did it like um, a power of 240, so it would be something like 15 times whatever her MP is will be the damage. Wow. Okay. And obviously, to someone like Tidus, who's got a lot less, it'll be, the damage will be a lot less. But then I thought to myself, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I thought... Let's slap him in the face here. Let's just change it all. Um, just have it as 100% HP attack. <laughs> just get in there, think I'm going to kick your ass. First attack, I'm dead. But obviously, I've got to. you've got to be able to survive it. So then you're thinking, how do I go about what parts of the... Uh, is it physical? Is it magical? You know, so you got... I thought at first, let's do it physical. But if you do it physical, it's very easily defended against just defend True. and then you've reduced it by 50% as it is. So I thought, yeah, let, let's just up it a little bit by doing magical. Yeah. Therefore, you have to prepare, unless you come in with magic defense plus whatever, which most times you will, probably won't do. No, yeah. So it'll just be really shell that you've got to do to reduce the damage. So yeah. I, I just I just expecting it, go on, go in there and get wiped out and go, you <laughs> complete an utter beep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I think... That kind of stuff is really cool because um, those are the moments when you really feel like you're playing a mod. Like you go into that and you see an attack you've never seen before, and you get wiped out, and you're like, "Wait a minute, that's that's not what's supposed to happen." And it's just it's just so different from what you've you've ever played before. Like even in a in a hardcore challenge run, you're not going to get wiped out on the first turn against Overdrive Sin. It just doesn't happen. So when you see that happen, it was just it was a really cool moment. I think it was a good battle to do it again because there's no real build up to it in terms of cutscenes. You can just restart it quickly. So you don't mind getting a game over or two against a boss like Overdrive Sin? I mean, um, it's like the Toxin attack as well. I thought that's been mentioned many times in the game, Sin's Toxin. So rather than just have 
a generic gaze attack, which is officially called in the game data, why not just call mm-hmm. it Sin's Toxin and have all the statuses potentially inflicted on you? You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's that sort of thing. I think yeah, that's changed. That that's got to be changed definitely. I think I think Overdrive Sin was a was a really good battle. Like thinking back on it, like that first um, the sneeze attack. And of course, the the statuses that we had to deal with too. Plus, obviously, trying to get the damage in. I think that was a it was a fun battle. It was, it was good, like adrenaline, because because Final Fantasy X obviously because it's turn based. Like unless you really like get to a critical stage in the battle, a lot of the time it doesn't really have that sense of urgency. But I think like Overdrive Sin was a was a really good battle for that. So I think you did a good job with it. But well, it's it's just a bit of a more of a bugger when it comes to the endurance parts, which are like um, yeah. sins fin, sins head. You want to go yes. so far, but you don't want to go too much to defeat mm. the first two. Take say half an hour to defeat the first two, and then get obliterated by the third part. Exactly. So yeah. then you, you think, am I making it too easy by not mm-hmm. um, advancing him a lot? So it, it, that that in that situation, it can be quite a bit of a daunting experience when you're trying to get the best out of a mod. Of course. I mean, I think for you, one of the most difficult things surely must be that you as the modder, basically, you have to try and outsmart every single potential player that's playing. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy X is, any Final Fantasy game, is a game of loopholes where there's almost always something you can do to, to really swing things in your own favor. And you have to be the guy that's always there trying to block every single pathway to give you an easy win. So that it just seems like a really difficult thing to do, really. Yeah, that was one of the first um, points of the mod to try and break any loopholes. That included Aeons being super overpowered mm-hmm. all the way through the game. The issue with, say, Poison Seymour, that yeah. was a very easy way of getting through it. So I have seen comments about why not just make him immune to it rather than do what I did. Mm-hmm. But again, it's kind of like a, a little bit of a slap in the face in that way as well. Yeah. You know what, yeah. go on, po- waste your turn poisoning him, <laughs> give him a little bit of resistance, you might waste three turns trying to do it, mm-hmm. and then when you do do it, you think, yes, he's dead, zero. <laughs> again, you bastard. Well, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> exactly. You've got, to, you've got to have that sort of stuff, man. Yeah. It's a kind of little bit of a devious thing by me, but you know what I mean? I could just make him immune to it, but that wouldn't be any fun. Yeah, no, I, I I don't have any problems with that, to be honest. I think, like I've said a, a few times, obviously, we, we've we talked about it at length anyway, but just for people listening in as well, it's just, um, I think, looking back on it, the only real thing that still sticks in my mind is just that some areas had random encounters, like smaller ones, that because they had status resistance and they had fairly high defense and fairly high HP, you would need like five, seven, eight attacks to take them down and that would really drag out the amount of time you would have to take to get from A to B so obviously the place where we talked about this the most I think was the climb up Gagazette and that kind of stuff balancing that kind of thing out where you still have an element of challenge and but you still kind of keep things going because there's such a high encounter rate in Gagazette anyway once the battles get grindy too it's like when you put those two things together Gagazette just becomes a really frustrating place to try and get through yeah, okay. the the thing about Gagazat and that, them sort of areas is that yours is the very first proper testing of it because all the other people who have played it before you seem to have give up after about Thunder Plains, Macalania area. Mm-hmm. Um, they said they'll carry on playing it at some point, but I think probably it got a bit too hard. I mean, but that was a lesser version, so right. Um, like I said, as you're quite an experienced 
player who mm. loves doing challenges, obviously you're more equipped to deal with these challenges. Mm. So trying to make, even though I'm trying to make it harder for you, am I potentially mm. making it too hard for the average player? So yeah. it, it's very, but I can see your point because when you first got to the Thunder Plains and thought, yeah, it weren't too bad. So when I give you the update, it's like, well, let's make it harder. Let's make yeah. the elements like they are in the Final Fantasy X2. Um, give them <laughs> maybe not necessarily a weakness but susceptibility to one of them and then make them immune right. to the other three mm-hmm. but then will that take too long <laughs> so yeah. it, it, it's always a it's like, it's like with the modding aspect it's always a hit and miss you've just got to keep trying it until you get it right and it can take yeah. a bit of time unfortunately in terms of like obviously up until now like you said your mod has always been very private like you could I remember we could PM you in GameFAQs to like request the the mod if we wanted it, and you maybe sent it out to people that you that you're close with on GameFAQs. But like when it comes to actually seeing someone like me upload it, hearing me commentate over it, reading all the comments, what's that been like to to see your mod get like this this exposure on YouTube and for so many people to be watching it and to to check out like all the feedback you've received and that kind of thing? Well, of course, it's great. I love it. I mean, many kudos to yourself for doing that, you know what I mean? It's like, this is why whenever anyone has asked me for it recently, by all means, they're welcome to play it. I've got, you know, I've not done this just so they can't play it. Of course they can play it. But Mm -hmm. as I always say to them, you're more than welcome to download it, but I'm obviously giving Burke the first refusal on the battles, basically. You know what I mean? He's taking the time to expose this mod. You know, you, you, you've dedicated to it. You've not stopped playing it. I mean, you took a break here and there, which is fine. But you carried on, and you've done a really good job on it. So, obviously, I want to make the best models I possibly can. So, the later I can release this, as far as I'm concerned, the better. Although I don't want to release it too late, so people mm. get bored of waiting. But sure. there's not much I can do. I mean, I know we discussed about maybe releasing a pre-patch. Mm-hmm. Like a maybe release a story version without um, the arena in it, without the main bosses until you've played them. It's possible I could do something like that, mm-hmm. but by the time I've actually done it anyway, would it be any point? Because you probably would have been virtually all the way through the game anyway. So I've, I've still got to put bits and bobs together for the final release. So uh, it's something that I could do. We'll just have to see how far I get in the modding aspect and see how far you get in your recording to see where we go. It definitely is doable and if if it's the only way to get it really quickly, I will do that. But I don't Mm -hmm. want to break the game for people. I'd rather give them a complete game rather than, oh, you go there, access that, it'll crash on you. Basically. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, I get you. I mean, for me, it was more a case of, I'm I'm trying to look at the timeline. I mean, it's been I'm trying to remember when I released the first video. I mean, it was like you started in September, I think, or August, around that area. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's been like nine or ten months, and I think game clock wise, I think I'm like eighty five hours in, eighty five to ninety hours in, and we've released. I think I recently finished editing the final episode of the story. And I think it was episode forty three. I think hmm. so. Now I'm thinking ahead, and I'm like, well, I've got tons of these um, things still to come. I have no idea what my game clock is going to be like by the time I'm finished because obviously we've got more difficult battles coming. So if let's say it takes me 200 hours to, to finish everything, then we might not be able to to complete this playlist like another year or so. So I thought instead of making people wait another year, 
for those that are impatient and want to have a go at this, if we could give them a version that doesn't have like the post game to it, then that should tide them over for a, a good year anyway until we're ready yeah, to. Yeah, like I said, it definitely uh, is doable. It definitely is doable to do that. Um, but where possible, I don't want to give a broken game. But if, if it gets to that point, I will definitely do that because, like I said, I don't want people just waiting, waiting, waiting. I mean, they've done well in waiting at the moment as it is. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm doing it for the fans. So I, I want the fans to play it. Yeah, I don't want anything back from them. You know what I mean. So, but I do want to get it out there before either someone else does it or they get bored of it. Yeah, I mean, because there's only there's only a certain pace that we can go at. I mean, because of course I've got other content that I'm working on literally daily. You know, you've got your day job, you've got your own life, that kind of thing. I think weekly episodes has worked pretty well because if you look at the the timeline, I've not had to take a break. I've literally had content every single week from the mod. But if I tried to upload more regularly, there would have been periods where I'd be like, oh, sorry, guys, P. Birdman's working on a new patch. Uh, we won't have a video for a month or something like that. So I think this format, in terms of like the pacing and giving us time to, to work on it, I think has worked pretty well. So I'll probably continue to do that moving forward. Well, I like to think that the next patch will actually give you a bit of a challenge. So I'm hoping it works out exactly Hopefully, how yeah. I want it to work out. <laughs> I'm not saying there's not been any hiccups at the moment, but... I am close to alpha testing it to make sure the key points work. Mm-hmm. Of course, when it comes to like the, the whole testing side of it, I mean, it, it, it's it's pretty obvious to say, but obviously I, I still want you to, to mention that side of it anyway. You play test everything that you've done, and you've obviously, I assume you would have, have fought everything that you've modded, right? I mean, how does that side of it work? I try to test as much as I can. I, don't, I won't say I test every little thing because this is the whole idea of beta testing. Just sure. to find out any... I try and do the key points to make sure the battles are doable. Not to, not every little nut, nut and cranny that you can get into. Like, I don't use every single character, every Aeon, sure. every this, mm-hmm. that, and the other against them. It's like the um, issue you had with the confused Gemini. Sure, It yeah. crashed the game, but... When I tried it originally, it was fine. And then I found out that it was only when they were together that it crashed the game. Uh, so okay. if you did it when they were on their own, it was fine. But okay. for some reason, whether it's to do with the AI, um, it could possibly be something in there that it doesn't understand the both being confused. So I've had yeah. to just basically remove it and make them immune to it. But other okay. characters or other enemies, as far as I'm aware... There is no issues with them, but again, this is we only find out by like yourself coming back mm-hmm. to me saying, "Look, this happened." I could look into it and try and fix it. So, when it comes to obviously your own mod, I've still got a lot of really difficult battles to come. But like, have you personally have you fought the Dark Aeons and Penance, and have you defeated them like with your own, let's say, save file when you were testing? I have not battled them and defeated them. To be perfectly honest with you, mm-hmm. I have actually tested some things out with them. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, it's completely virgin territory. This is basically okay. going into the battles. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're doable, but again, as I try and make it a bit more complex, it's possible I might have to tweak it as you play through it. But that's sure. the whole idea of the mod and what you're testing. So, at the moment, you're doing a fantastic job. So, <laughs> I probably probably won't have much problems with them, but I'm hoping you do. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I think when it comes to the Dark Aeons, I think the biggest problem has always been that it's there is almost no sweet spot for them. So it's like you come in, let's say, where you're not prepared and you don't have the stats, and they will absolutely destroy you. 
But if you do come in with the right stats and the right preparations, then it's almost a formality. So I don't know how you're going to manage to find more of a middle ground for those I guys. I have managed to do a couple of tricks with them. So over the space, I don't want to really reveal what it is, but over the okay. space of time, the longer it takes you to defeat them, the harder it will become. That's all I can say about that. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to... I mean, there's some interesting things happening because obviously another thing that is very interesting about this mod and something I really didn't expect was when I got to Remium Temple and I won the race and then I opened the chest and there was like this red text and I was like, what the hell's going on here? Like, is, is it that kind of mod? Like, what? So when it comes to that, I, I don't know how I'm going to get the mirror and, um, you know, the celestial weapons, how all that's going to work. Have you tweaked any of like how to actually get the celestial weapons or is that all the same? Um, no, no, the, the, um, the weapons are the same. The weapons and the sigils I've not really, or the crest I've not really touched, to be honest. Be for the simple fact that I've changed the cloudy mirror, mm -hmm. you can't do anything until you get that. And by the time you get that, I want you to get the celestial weapons, basically. So sure. I, there's no okay. real need to tweak that. I mean, I'd, mm -hmm. I'd love to turn around and say, yeah, I've changed the Lulu's Venus sigil and made it 999 <laughs> dodges you need to do rather than 200. But I think that would just be like, up oh, yours. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that would basically be a polite way of saying it. Yeah. Um, I'll get, I don't know, get m minus 10 seconds on the chocobo race. I don't know if it's doable. <laughs> but nah, yeah, I think that some of them that. are tactical enough that yeah, once you I get the mirror, so. just go and get them, basically. Okay. I mean, in terms of the celestial weapons, then, I mean, I don't know, it might end up being a spoiler in that sense. If it is, just don't tell me. But I mean, is there a stage where you would like me to, to have it? So let's say, for example, the monster arena, you're basically going to have to do it without the celestial weapons. But once you get to Dark Aeon territory, celestial weapons are still the best way to go. Is that how it's looking in the mod? Uh, originally, the idea was to, yes, to go through the arena with regular weapons, Mm -hmm. Just so, because if you, if you can go through the arena from the get-go with Celestial Weapons, there is no point in giving any defense stat to anything, because yeah. it's a waste of time, basically, barring overdrives, which don't regularly get used anyway. So True. the original idea was, you know, battle through normally till a certain point to where you can probably get the Celestial Weapons and then mm -hmm. go gung-ho with it. <laughs> Do you know right. what I mean? Because then I want you to get Celestial Weapons for the Dark Aeons because without him, you'd have probably no chance. And, sure. that, and that was the original idea, but because I'm kind of um, tweaking it a bit, mm -hmm. uh, I need to find the best time to give the Celestial Weapons, because the original idea now has gone. So right. I'm kind of making it a bit more tougher, a bit more complex during the arena. But I won't say any more on it, because you'll get to it sure. soon anyway. Mm -hmm. But I, I, yeah. I, I'm hoping you'll enjoy it. If it Obviously, if it is too much, I'll have to go back and maybe tweak it a bit. But, sure. You know, that that's the idea. And this is why I said um, do not go to the arena just yet. By all means, mm -hmm. capture. Mm -hmm. in, uh, capturing is not affected in any way, shape or form. But actually okay. going and speaking to the guy himself, try not to do it until they've released the patch. I'm thinking in terms of like what I'm going to do next, obviously. Um, the Omega Ruins is obviously somewhere I'm interested in. Um, I will probably just go straight in there with my endgame file. So whatever I had before I fought Brass's fine lay on, I'll probably head in with that. Uh, give Omega Ruins a go. And I'm assuming, my, my assumption is, I might be able to defeat Ultimate Weapon. 
But I'm pretty sure with these stats, I probably can't defeat Omega Weapon. So once that happens, then I'll probably spend some time monster capturing. And because I, I don't know if you ever saw my original Final Fantasy X walkthrough, the the one on the channel. I've seen quite a lot of it. I actually enjoyed it, to be honest, as well as the extras he did after, like the storyline boss guide, the uh, monster arena guides and all them. Awesome. So, yeah, I'm I'm planning on following the same kind of trajectory that I did with that for starters, just like as a natural pattern. Because obviously, by capturing 10 of every uh, fiend, you end up obviously getting some kind of stat boost from that anyway. And once I have that stat boost, then that can be like my next tier of, of stats. And then I can try to, to take on some of the monster in and see how I do. But then I think once I get to a stage where like naturally I've kind of reached what, what I can reach without having to farm for stats, then it's going to be difficult to decide, well, how much farming shall I do? What kind of stats should I get to? without completely breaking things. So that's going to be interesting, I think. Don't forget about Mr. Achoo. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we definitely need a rematch. I mean, <laughs> that, that was kind of funny when I first saw it. Okay, wow. <laughs> I think O2 was a, was a particularly good one because I think, again, it's for me, a, a lot of like this whole modding thing is just about the, the feeling that you get when you're playing. And I think because you wisely started off the the mod quite simple like it doesn't really come at you very hard at the beginning and by the time you get to Killika, things aren't really feeling that different you're like okay i mean he's he's made it a little bit more interesting but so far there's nothing really that there's not really much of a wow factor and then you you see ochu and you're like okay he's probably made ochu a little more difficult you know that kind of thing and then you, you trigger it off and then just this absolute madness happens it's chaos and then you're like, oh shit, okay, so this mod is, is actually something really like different and I'm going to be seeing a lot more interesting things as I move forward. Yeah. So introducing that idea that you're going to be encountering some really interesting stuff moving forward. That, that, that was game, quite a late really addition to the mods up. I kind of thought, oh, okay. you know what, I want something different in there. So, you know, in the case of just, just something that you, rather than just go in there and be straight away, you know, come back when you're a bit more powerful basically. It's it's not actually a dark Aeon as such, but it's just like yeah, yeah. A, a nasty version of a plant fiend of Mandragora, mm. basically, but it, it, it's really fun, I reckon. I reckon you'll get Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely, I mean, even like a, the, the little touch of it, actually having the, the palette swap, like it yeah. has that transition, I thought it was really nice. And uh, I, I kind of enjoyed as well when you was on the ship for the first time and got, is it Sin's Fin Battle? And when it moved uh-huh. and thought, damn, I've just been confused. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There was that. That was an interesting one. I mean, there, there's been a few moments like that. I think I remember Defender X with like the. I tried to use Riku's um, yeah. overdrive. <laughs> I remember that. that was, that yeah, was and you and you cruelly blocked that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was nasty. Yeah, the, I, I just like the idea of a rage quit. You know, like I'm getting out of here bad enough. I'm gonna blow up. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> that, I thought that was hilarious. The idea of self-destruct. I know at the time you're like, what the hell? What the hell are you doing, yeah. man? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, I think you've probably got some of these things in the mod where, obviously, because I've, I've made an effort to, to not look at the, the readme file in advance, or I don't know what to expect from certain things. And obviously, you haven't told me things like that either. So you're probably sitting there wondering, I wonder when he's going to try and do one of these things. I mean, there's one issue, well, not issue, but one like a, a kind of mechanic that I introduced into Final Fantasy X. It, it did exist, but only to a very minor detail. And that was the mm. 
like the um, count system for the protect shell and things like that. Turn yes, base things. Yes. If you do have it with regen anyway, you cast regen, mm -hmm. it lasts for 10 turns. Simple as True. But I wanted to do it for other things. Now, the only thing that's really has come apparent about it is the haste. Because yes. you've not really noticed it on many others because it's quite hard to get a, a kind of system going for things like protect. Not to make it too unusable by saying yeah. put it for five turns and then it's done with. But yeah, I agree. Then again, it's not going down as quick as I want it to go down. But mm -hmm. there's not really much. It only comes into its own really. You're probably in boss battles where you're, you're in there for a long time. Yeah, but I on agree. normal encounters you don't really notice it, and I. I did want to try and tweak that, but I don't probably think I will do. Yeah, honestly, in my opinion, I don't think the, the random encounters need to be tweaked in that sense. I think in boss battles, it's good enough that for me, like personally, I think one of the main purposes of doing that would be to keep players on their toes and keep them checking yeah. whether they have protect or not. And I think it, it achieves that purpose because almost every single time before you know an attack is coming against like a difficult boss, you will have to go in and check who's got what buff and make sure that they always remain buffed and I think in that sense it's it's a job well done so I think the I other thing that I've introduced which I don't know whether you like or not sometimes you probably like it sometimes you probably think I wish it weren't there and that's the block of sensor uh, block of scan sensor and scan yeah. bosses because mm -hmm. I'm kind yeah, of thinking I mean, one of the things that we always do is I put a sensor on and yeah he's got that much HP left by blocking mm -hmm. it it's like mm, how much HP has he got in the first place how much it's is true. left? Do I need to do this? It's, it's just another tweet to make it a bit more harder experience. I think it's it's one of these things where when I'm playing, when when you're in the heat of the moment, you're like, "Damn it! I wish I, I wish I mean, come on, you know, just just let us know what the HP is instead of forcing me to mentally try and have an idea of it. Just tell us." But I think, like in retrospect, I think that added like adrenaline of not knowing because you could literally be an attack away, but if you're against an extremely difficult boss. You just can't take that risk, and I think that that decision, that added layer of decision making about do I go for what I think could be the final blow, or do I make sure I recast protect or like use a potion or whatever or summon a shield, etc. I think keeping that that decision making and that adrenaline, I think, is still the best idea. So, I think not having a sensor in that sense is probably still the best. The only thing, like objectively, I think that is a problem with that is the fact that we can't tell if a boss has armor break or mental break or magic break or not. And I think that that can get a bit frustrating when you're playing. Yeah, I suppose so. But I, I know you were trying to count the damage on Overdrive Sin as well <laughs> when yeah. you were battling it. Yeah. It's like, mm, have I done that? Shit, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Overdrive Sin is, of course, I think it's probably the boss battle in the game for which you have to do that counting the most because it's literally a race against time. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of agree with a bit of the lower the resistances for the breaks as well, because obviously I made them... Mm -hmm. Again, it was all done originally this, where, well, he's a big boss, you can break him, but he's not going to be easy to break. Of but, course, yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it, again, it's just finding that mid middle ground mm -hmm. sort of thing, so it, it will, some of it will be addressed. I think for me with that, the, the, the bigger problem was that not so much the resistance, but until you get, like, let's say, a healthy supply of frag grenades or something, you don't really have a way of doing it repeatedly. So, like, Auron, he's slow enough as it is. Uh, we have haste running out all the time. And when you have armor break, which is a higher rank move, which causes more delay, it's like if you need, let's say, five hits from Auron, it takes, like, eight minutes of the battle to potentially try and get the armor break on sometimes. 
So that's when it can get a bit more difficult. But I think once you've got frag grenades, it wasn't a problem because it was a quicker move. So even if you needed like four frag grenades to get it, let's say, you can cycle through that more quickly. But if you have to rely on Auron to get a break and the resistance is fairly high, I think when those two things come together, it, it does get a bit more grindy. Yeah, I, I suppose it goes back to the original idea when I first started it, which was um, if, if you're going to have a high resistance, then you need to use a more powerful attack like Vanishing Blade or mm-hmm. you know something like that, which will probably not necessarily guarantee you a break, but give you a very high success rate at it. But again, that was the original idea, but I can see your point with the time scale on things like overdrive scene, because obviously if you're wasting a few ta- a few attacks trying to get it on there, then even if you do get it on there, you might have just done your legs already. <laughs> yeah, and of course, I mean, some bosses, I think that's why Sin's Finn was really annoying as well, because he had the negation thing too. So not only was it difficult, but then it got negated as well. So it was just like, yeah. well, okay, I'm not going to bother with it then. So I, I can see that, and again, that some of these things will be addressed anyway definitely mm-hmm. but I mean again I mean looking at it overall I mean considering like we've always said it's, it's just one person who's had an idea for how to mod the game and I've played through what 85 hours of it and, and done all of this content honestly I'd say like 90 to 95% of it I thought was, was brilliant I mean of course you know like we've already talked about there's things that can be made better but considering this was just like one guy trying to, to mod the game I think you've done a brilliant job for most of it so i think you know by the time the the public release is ready like we go through the post game we continue to to talk and tweak and all that kind of stuff i really think uh, one thing i'm worried about is that there's the um i think it's it's called sin unleashed there's a there's a steam version mod i don't know if you've heard of it before yeah i've heard of that yeah so i'm wondering like once i'm done with this one this one's been such a like a cool unique experience again i've got to be involved in like the actual process and stuff. I feel like if I try Sin Unleashed, I might be like, yeah, you know, th- this mod really pales in comparison to what I've been working with for like the past couple of years. So The thing we'll with some of these ones, though, is that um, I, my hat goes off to all modders and all that because it's a, it, it is a very hard thing to do at times, and especially when you're doing a lot more than I'm doing as far as no, like, graphical stuff and things like that. But of course, if it comes to something like... Um, Unleashed, for instance, I, I believe I watched um, an episode on it, which was the arena and the dark aeons. Now, it's my information that the this particular mod I was watching, everything was increased by about sixty percent. I think it is. So HP is increased by sixty percent, strength, defense, blah mm. blah blah. But when I actually okay. was counting the damage, all the stuff in the arena and the dark aeons wasn't increased. So they're really? actually fighting vanilla versions and saying, oh, look how hard they are now because it's the modern effort. It's not even changed. So I don't know whether they That's changed the strength stat a little bit, but the HP definitely wasn't changed. So that Balefer still had 800,000. Nemesis still had 10 million. And it, it, was, it was just the same. And I thought, because I think one of the comments the guy made who was playing it said, oh, bloody hell, um... Armageddon's just killed me, 99999, everything for Nemesis, and that's the power of this mod, and I thought it killed you for that anyway, in vanilla. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not saying it's not a good mod, it probably is, but I think they need mm-hmm. to address the arena section and the Dark Aeon, definitely. I don't know whether the weapons in Amiga Ruins were changed, because he came in with Celestial Weapons and just kicked his ass anyway. So, uh, okay. So I mean, watch it by all means. It, I'm not saying it's not a good video, but I mm-hmm. wish they did actually mod the um, HP as well. 
that's what they were meant mm. to have done because it was just kind of like vanilla to me a guy just playing right. it for the first time that's interesting but, okay I mean by all means check honest, it out like I said I'm not dissing any modders because it is a hard job to do and of course, kudos yeah. to all of them fair play mm. to them yeah I mean to be honest it's going to be a long time before I get there anyway and I think once I'm done with this one mm. I'll probably need a, a break again from, from Final Fantasy X anyway <laughs> <laughs> so I think you need some more on Saki I think <laughs> oh not sorry yeah, nog I mean, in it nog in it that's what it's in there nog yes it's nog yeah exactly nog. and um yeah i mean i i think i'll probably because uh, i've been so spoiled on this mod and like the whole process and that kind of thing i need a little bit of a break and maybe try some like a mod for a different final fantasy game or something so i mean is there any other things that you want to work on like in the future like once this is all done and hopefully we get it out to the public are you do you have like any further ambitions with this kind of stuff well, I mean, I've got, everyone probably knows about me UCG guide, or Ultimate Companion Guide, as I call it. Sure, yeah, um, brilliant. At the moment, it's just plain text with... Um, it's, it's on Scribd at the moment. I know it's not the best site for people to mm-hmm. get on at times, but um, people always ask me, why don't you let us download it? I did disable the downloading part of it, just for the fact yeah. that it wasn't properly finished yet, and I didn't want to keep everyone taking this and that and then it's not right and so I'm kind of thinking mm. I want to get it all done first then I release it sort of thing sure. but obviously I, I, that the work on that slowed down because they had the idea now that I'm going to work on after this doing like a book version with pictures and proper tables and all that on it I have actually started it a couple of years ago but obviously mm. through other things it's kind of dried up but I do uh, plan on finishing it mm-hmm. And I think it will look like a very good. I think I'm going to change the title to maybe the Final Fantasy X Bible, <laughs> unless, yeah. that, unless that offends some people. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, but I mean, it to me, like for, for me, that that is like my that is my Bible for when I play Final <laughs> Fantasy X. It's 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 amazing. Well, obviously, it? everything's work in progress, so it's just what I'm calling it at sure. the moment. But I have got pictures, mm-hmm. so you can by all means show it. Um, sure. As well, I, I don't know. I'm thinking of doing like a hundred percent in one playthrough. Walk, well, not a walkthrough, but a video with Final Fantasy X two. Um, oh, okay. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about that. Um, I have got. So yeah, you'd you'd mentioned that you you were a big fan of Ten Two, right? I, I do really like it to be honest. And again, some of the aspects I've put into um, this mod I've got from that game, like the ability I created called Room Veil. Now, it's quite a mystery to many people, and I know you took a while to figure it out as well. But the idea is when you know yourself, when you play Final Fantasy X2, there's many accessories that you can get which have pro and con abilities. True. And I I kind of try to put that aspect into this mod as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I I kind of thought I did a good description, but apparently it needs adjusting, so I, (laughs) I may have to adjust it, but... Yeah, I've I kind of updated it a little bit, but that was the idea of it. And obviously the first draft of that item or um, ability didn't quite go as I expected. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping it'll be a lot better in this new mod. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, again, it was it was an idea that I really liked because, once again, I mean, when you introduce like a new, let's say, weapon abilities, that's just another very clear-cut kind of way of knowing that you're playing a modded version of the game but i think that for for people like me because i'm just so used to to seeing what the abilities are in vanilla when i saw something new and i saw a description that was quite cryptic it's 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 quite hard to tell like in game 
what those things are because a lot of things don't really have like a visual manifestation. So let's say it has an inbuilt magic defense plus 20%. To, to actually equip that and realize that that's what's happening, I think it takes a bit too much trial and error to figure out, if that makes sense. Yeah, I try to use the same terminology as much as actual the game uses. So, for instance, you equip um, Shell or look at Shell, it'll say increases magic defense. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it says. So, if, if I did an, uh, an ability which kind of mimics that, I'd probably put raises magic defense as well as something yeah. else because I'm trying to use this I don't want to try and go away from how the game actually addresses stuff I'm trying to use a similar terminology to keep it simple mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to because as, as you well know I've changed quite a lot of the scan details to try and mimic have, yeah. the changes as much as I can and I know mm-hmm. some of the aspects like the Chimera's brain I think you got a bit fr- uh, frustrated with, with the auto haste uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I was, you got a one in four chance of getting it, and you get it every time. I think typical. Yeah, d- I think that was why. I think if I encountered that one like later on, maybe it wouldn't have been as bad. But because I, I got it straight off the bat, I was like, "What the hell? Like, this is <laughs> this is insane." And Calm the, down. Um, <laughs> it's too difficult. The, me- the <laughs> machina from Carmlands. It's like you got a bug here, mate. You got um, dark just appeared on me. Yeah, um, yeah. Read the scan data, mate. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just baffled at that. <laughs> I mean, some some of this stuff, of course, is just so different from what you're used to. I was like, wait a minute, I didn't even do anything. How did I get darkness for that? It's like, but that then just again, did not feel right. When you explained it's it great. to me, it's like maybe it's a little bit too much having scan, uh, having dark and silence on it at the same time. So um, yeah. yeah, that's why I kind of adjusted it. But I thought the yeah. defense system they had was a kind of good tweak to the game again, a little bit extra I, mechanic I thought, there. I thought that was great. I think another one was I said to you at some point it would be nice if we could get enemies kind of supporting each other more. Yeah. So if they had a way to like buff each other or heal each other, and you introduced that in one or two places as well, and that was really cool to see as well. I mean, on this new mod, I'm trying to also use unused material. Like, there's an enemy in the game, which I don't know whether he, I think you might be aware of it called Vapor. It's like a piranha fish, but it's unused. Yeah, so it's like a third. It's like level. red coloured. I think you said like yeah, pink like a or reddish, red pinky red colored mm. so i'm gonna try and use that into the mod as well just uh it's not necessarily going to be the same stats as what it is because it's not got great stats but just sure. a model anyway and keep its name so it's kind of like uh you know <clears throat> bringing out some unused material yeah i think i think you also used um biora which wasn't in the original yeah. game as well there's, there's many actual attacks that never actually got used a lot of them though now i've actually changed to my own attacks but right, I tried to okay. use some of them just again, just to say, look, it was in the game data. It's now officially in the game. So are there some more examples of that that you can think of off, off the top of your head? Um, top of Biora, I think there was one that should have been used by Morty Bodies or one of the um, CMO companions anyway. I can't remember mm-hmm. which one it was. I think it's uh, Magic Re-enabled, it was called. Which basically ah, right, gave okay. him um, it cured silence and gave about a thousand HP recovery. Right. Okay. So yep. that's what happens with a couple of attacks that Anima should have had as well, which are only in its attack list and never in the AI. Ah, as well as one extra one for Gears Gaino. Okay. Should have, because his actual is an um, attack at the beginning of the game, which isn't seen on screen, is called half HP, which obviously relates to the fact mm. that it reduces your HP by 50%. So 
He's yeah. also got another one called One HP, which it, uh, it doesn't reduce it to one; it just reduces it to one sixteenth of what it should be. Right, but okay. that was never okay. used either in his. So I kind of used that elsewhere in the game. Okay, just to I tried to use everything that I possibly could, um, to as well as use some of the lesser ones for my own attack. So every single attack is used now. So the actual attack data is brimming. I think it, yeah, I think I've used be... even all the extra character attacks that were available. They had about an extra ten slots that you could use, so I've used all them up as well. Wow! So I basically used everything I possibly can. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, Omnis I think was the, the best example of where you really just try to maximize everything that was possible. Yeah, I really did want to do more with Omnis. I was even though I enjoyed I enjoyed the final kind of. Um, the final draft of it, but I really wanted to get a bit more out of him if I could. It was just down to damn camera angles that I just couldn't um, figure out. So, Right, I see. I know I used Aeon attacks with him, which I know people mm-hmm. liked, especially mm-hmm. Zamato. I kind of got a thrill out of Zamato because he kind of looked like he was nodding, going, take me on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come and get this. Yeah, I agree. But I, there agree. Was, um, I didn't want to use the later ones because you may not have acquired them at the time like Oblivion and things like that yeah. so I stayed away from them um, mm. I did try other ones as well like Mega Flare um, Force Hammer and it, it they worked they did not mm-hmm. work but I don't think they had the same effect than Hellfire and Diamond Dusted so I kind of picked right. them because I mean four hammers weren't too bad but it did exactly the same damage as Diamond Dust barring being um, Thunder based and right, as it okay. didn't look as good as Diamond Dust, I thought, you know what, I'll just stick with Diamond Dust because it looks better eye candy. Yeah, I, th- I think Diamond Dust, of course, because he has this like translucent, yeah. kind of icy look, I think it definitely worked well. Um, I know the um, moveset is slightly off at times because <laughs> when I was actually doing it, I got so far down the AI when I was actually modding it, and it's like, there are so many entries. And yeah. it got to a point where I thought, I thought I've done them all, then I've got another two, another two, and I'm thinking, bloody hell. And I'm thinking there's probably one or two combinations which quite might not be exactly as I put down on the list. I will go through it again and try and identify sure. all the missing ones when it comes to full release. But mm-hmm. yeah, I know you got a bit of surprise. Like, what? That's not on the list. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I know. Damn you, <laughs> Donna. <laughs> so was there? So which one was like your favourite part of the mod? Like either maybe a segment or a boss that that you enjoyed the most. I'm kind of enjoying it all, to be to be honest with you. To be honest with you, I'm actually enjoying it more now I'm further modding it on your playthrough. Mm-hmm. Because, to be sure. honest with you, a lot of the bosses before your playthrough were a lot less um, complex. Okay. I just thought I, I needed to go that extra mile just to make it good. And as I've done them, I'm thinking, I wish I did this in the first place. Right. But, I, but again, I don't want to make it too much. But I think mm-hmm. I, I think it's worked out okay. I mean, I know I kind of went a bit OTT on Izaru's a- Aeons when you got <laughs> just there. a bit. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the hell, man? <laughs> that was yeah, that was insane. But I've I've kind of enjoyed it all. I wish I could have done more to it, but I have enjoyed all of it. I don't think there's been one place where I felt I don't like this. You know, I, I kind of thought, I, I like it all, everything. I, I, I thought I've done it not too much at the beginning until you get into it. Yeah. You know, get to the me end, barring the evil of you, of course. But bar, yes. uh, barring that, and maybe a bit of a whoa on the Sins fin. 
But when you get to Mia, and that was meant to be the first spike, difficulty spike. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I think I think you you've you mapped that that sort of thing out really well because obviously, like we've said, the, the game starts really slow. So I think if you get too difficult and too grindy early in the in the game, you just you need to build up a little bit of momentum first before I think that's that stuff should come in. So I think you did a good job. Yeah, I've I'm really pleased with how it's gone so far, and I'm, I'm I'm quite happy with all the comments that I've seen so far. I know not all of them are positive. Some are. I mean, I'm trying to answer as many as I can. Sure. If people post something that's saying I don't know why you don't do this or you should have done that. I sometimes I try and explain the idea behind it. I've not yeah. really responded to a lot recently, but I've tried to keep on top of the main ones, and people have responded to me, so it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of these things where, of course, there, there's a whole mixture of, of different people at different levels. So people will sometimes suggest things that maybe to them at the time sounds really reasonable, but it's not really a, a, a valid thing that you could do, like in the playthrough, like in the mod, and that kind of thing. But there's there's been some like good insight as well. Some people have come in with some like good thoughts and, and good opinions as well. It's just it's been nice to to share it with the audience and have their their feedback too. Kudos to everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's nice because it's turned it into into more of a collective effort at the end of the day. It's kind and of like your own community now, your Final Fantasy X community. Absolutely, yeah. I mean that's that's for me. Like in, in most recent years, that's been my favorite thing about what I've been doing on YouTube. Just you know, getting to know more people, getting to to interact more with the community, build more of a community. Because I mean, we all share like a, a common interest and a common passion, so I think it's nice to to be able to bring that stuff together. And this mod has just been great for it. I mean, it's it's been really it's been really fun to do. I mean, people ask me as well, why don't you accept donations and things like that? But uh, I, I'm not. I don't object to money or anything. But to me, I always say no to things like that because to me, it's just for fun. Doing this is just for fun. It's not. It's not. I'm not there to make money out of it. And if people start donating to you, you, you kind of get donated, so it, it kind of covers your time you're spending on it, rather than real life sort of thing. Yeah. But if I do yeah. that, it's kind of like, well, you're giving me. If I give you money, then I expect you to be working on it all the time. Whereas I'm just doing, I'm just doing it for fun, so I don't want to take people's money and then just oh, I can't be asked for a week, take a week off, and then it, it kind mm. of drags its heels. So I've never, I've never kind of agreed to that sort of. Uh, incentive on this sort of thing. I don't object to it, but mm-hmm. I just I wouldn't personally take it myself because I, I'm doing it just for fun. I'm doing it just for the people. You know, when I yeah, get some I mean, time, I carry on with it. If there's sometimes I can't do it, at least then I've got no commitment to do it. Sure. I mean, of course, for like the the general gaming community, that's why I, I always admire people like you because you have a much more like old school mentality. I think with this kind of thing. So like when I rewind back ten years before anyone was ever making any money off this kind of stuff, people like you were, were putting in like all these hours, just countless hours into into making free content for people. So people that would write FAQs, like some of these FAQs were just like insanely detailed. Like people must have spent hundreds of hours on these, maybe more. And they would just do it because they, they had a love and a passion for the game and they wanted to share something. So I think you, you've retained that sort of mentality about it. And I think that's great because I mean, you just look at the, the ultimate companion guide and you see all the work in that and it, it obviously you you've done it just you know for free and for people to to benefit from and enjoy and it's just it's great that we have people like you that that are able to to do this for us because without you guys you know there's a there's a lot of great like information and content that we would we'd never get access to 
I think you forget basically in this day and age how much work goes into doing certain things. I mean, even just doing my own personal guides and things like that, it takes ages. And I think about people who do this for, I won't say a living, but they do it quite a lot. And like people like Split on game FAQs, mm-hmm. I think that he yeah. does the same. He does a lot, or he did, I don't know what he does now, but he did loads in the past. And I'm thinking, where do you get the time to do it? Yeah, you know what I mean, it's so big the file, so much information goes in there, and it's like, you know what, hats off to you. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I won't mind doing it myself, but wow, that's all I can say to them people. Well, you know what I mean, they deserve the money. But like I said, I just don't go down that road because to me that's like a commitment, mm-hmm. and I just do it for fun. Just to, I do it for, yeah. I do it for the pe- I do it for myself. I do it for the people as well. Anyone? Absolutely. So what motivates me is people who like yourself you know come on I want to play your game you know what I mean I need to get this thing so the more people want it the more I'm going to do it if people if it goes quiet I'll be kind of like I want to do it but maybe I'll give it a break a little bit and then the more you give it a break the more time you're probably going to think well, I'll leave it for a bit longer a bit longer and then before you know it you've gone months without doing anything so that that's my motivation for it just the people wanting to play it so this is why yeah. I always say to people, feel free to do videos on it, post about it, you know what I mean? Anything to get it out there, that's all I ask. So yeah, I don't want I mean, anything that, else from you. If you can do that, that's great. If you don't, just enjoy it. It's fine. That's one of the main reasons I wanted to do it as well. I mean, of course, I mean, for me, as Final Fantasy X content is, is something that I can always, it's like a crutch I can always lean on on the channel. But I'm always looking for, for ways to, to bring fresh content. And I think... Because I'd known about you and the mod for so long, like it was one of those like light bulb moments where I was like, well, I can get the best of both worlds because I've had a, an interest in this mod for a long time, but I've always put it off because I wanted to do other things on the channel. But now I think it's a good time for for this. And also, obviously, like you say, it gives a lot more people a chance to, to discover what you've been working on and to, to get a bit of hype going and a bit of interest going for the mod so that when we do release it, you know, you'll have a, a much bigger audience of people that want to that want to play it so I think in that sense it's it's just it's been good for both of us I think I, as, as I think I spoke to you about before as well I think for the final release I need to just modify a few text files just to mention oh um Bert came down here and got toasted by Isaru <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> on, like on, those, some um... of the, on some of the conversations you have with him just to put, put your name where Dovran was meant to be <laughs> yeah yeah I think it would be um it would be like those there's some games where, like, you if you turn the online features on, you can see like players that have died in certain areas. Just be like, Dan's yeah. go eight was obliterated. Yeah. Here. <laughs> this was a statue of Dan's go eight. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Not Lord Meehan anymore. It's changed. That that would be hilarious. It's just a pity. It's just a pity you couldn't change the model in it and just stick your model in there. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> that would be. But difficult. yeah, I think I think when when it comes out, hopefully it'll be fun. I mean, obviously. Mo- at least initially I think a lot of the people that are going to download it are going to be people that are already following the series so I'll be on hand to you know talk to people see what their experiences have been you'll be able to get a lot of feedback personally if you're if you're up to me I know you money is not a motivation at all for you but if I were giving you advice on this I'd probably say it would be nice if you had some kind of tip jar like after you finished making it anyway so you're already done with the work and anyone that wants to show their appreciation for for the work that you've put in like after the fact I think it might be nice, you know, just to, to get a little, you know, gesture of, you know, goodwill and just like support from from people that want you to 
to do what you do and to support you in that way. So I think well, it's cool. not a bad idea. I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. it's nice to have a bit of appreciation, but that, that sure. that's for the people to decide. To be honest, if that's, if yeah. they want to do that, I've got no problem with that. I just don't expect it. I'm just quite yeah, happy for people to play it and say, you know what, you're doing a good job there. I've enjoyed it. If, if at least one person can get full enjoyment out of it and say, you know what, I've I've enjoyed it. You know, it took exactly. it took many years to do it, but just one person's happy for it. That's fine. Exactly. That, yeah. That's all. Think, that, that's all it's for. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are hopefully going to enjoy this and they're going to sink a lot of hours into this because Final Fantasy X is, is just it's that game, man. It's so timeless that there's still so many people playing it after like 20 years that any opportunity to experience it in a fresh way I think a lot of people are going to gravitate to that so now if I, I didn't want to go for donuts all them years ago I probably never would have picked it up exactly <laughs> and if my dad didn't happen to have a delivery exactly. to that random place it's just weird coincidences man life is strange it is but it's also brilliant <laughs> it's kind of like the baby in it it's like your baby no matter what game you play even though I don't because I've done this mod I don't technically play it that much now Final Fantasy yeah. 10 because I'm kind of always vanilla is like oh no I'm used to all these statuses and now it's just playing but <laughs> I still love yeah. the game but I don't play it that often um, I get you I, I'm just more I play probably more Final Fantasy X2 these days um, mm. I know a lot of people will probably think why it's rubbish but you know yourself <laughs> the story actually gets going as you get into it mm-hmm. yeah, but I think people when they first play it expect it to be just like Final Fantasy 10 but mm-hmm. you can't win because if it was just like Final Fantasy X, people then will go, well, it's just a copy of Final Fantasy X, this is boring. Yeah. So they make it different in nearly every single way, and then it's shit, this because it's not like Final Fantasy X. So you, <laughs> you can't really win, but if you actually give it a go, it is mm-hmm. quite, there's actually elements in there which is better than Final Fantasy X. But I'll always love that game regardless. I think especially uh, when I played the remaster and you had like the, the creature creations and the VA Infinito and all that kind of stuff, I thought that definitely added something to the experience as well. So I think that as a, like, an overall package, I think, was, was, was good. I, I said pretty much similar things to, to what you said when, when I was kind of reviewing my experience of 10-2. Like you say, I mean, it, it's, I've, I've always enjoyed it, but I wouldn't put it among like, you know, a, a, high, a higher tier of, of Final Fantasy game. But it didn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I just felt like, especially with the the hundred percent thing, it just felt like insanity. Like you you need not only do you need a guide, but you need to literally follow it so meticulously, and that there's so many ways in which you can fail to get the hundred percent. It just it seemed like really overkill for that hundred percent. But I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, many people when they were playing the original before it come out were saying about have you done 100% on the game? And then people are going, well, what's 100%? It's your own interpretation <laughs> of what's 100%. And then they give you a counter, and then people go, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, as I said, yeah. you can never win. You can't please everyone. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think they did a really good... I'm not saying it's perfect by a long shot, but it is a really yeah. good game, and I still like it anyway. But I must admit, I've enjoyed watching you... Some of your challenges and some of the ones. I'm watching your Final Fantasy X2 ones at the moment. Ah, uh, right, okay. No, it was obviously you did it about five years ago, didn't you? Something like that. Yes. Quite a while ago, but saying it's not 100%, it's just your take on it, it's just your doing yeah. what interests you. Yeah, I mean, it was one I was a little bit reluctant to do because yeah. obviously I did Final Fantasy X first and that was such a hit. And obviously I knew the game so well. And I think I had this like feel of expectation like everyone wanted me to do exactly the same 
level of walkthrough for 10.2 and I just knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do. So I was worried that people were going to be like, oh man, the, the 10 walkthrough was so much better. Like this one isn't as detailed and all that stuff. But I mean, it, I didn't want to do it exactly the same just for the sake of it. Like if that's yeah. not what I was feeling, I didn't want to do it. So that's why, I mean, I decided to just put that disclaimer and stuff in the beginning just so people realize that this isn't exactly the same thing. It's just nice watching someone else you know, play through it. Yeah, the good thing about it is because you're not doing 100%. I get to see scenes I've not actually seen myself because I always go for 100%. Ah, uh, right. Um, okay. Because obviously you've got to do it in a certain way. You mm-hmm. might not get the same scenes all the time. So that's true. But I mean, now I've got the microphone and all that. I'm kind of thinking if I can get a way to record off my telly because I'm using yeah. my telly to actually play the game, not the computer. Then mm-hmm. I can maybe do something. Certainly won't be as good as yours, but you know, I mean, maybe just put a few tidbits of facts in there, you know, about yeah, the mechanics yeah, of the game because not many people know about Final Fantasy X Two mechanics. I don't know everything, but I've I found out a few things. Sure, I mean, again, I mean, like like you've said all along, it's it's all just fun. I mean, that's how that's how I started yeah, doing this totally. thing. I didn't get partnered for like four years, I think. So I made videos, quote unquote, for free for for four years just because I enjoyed sharing what I was doing with people so I mean I always thought your name was Dan at first <laughs> when I first yeah, seen the name yeah. and it's only when you you um, explained what it meant I thought ah that's why you called that yeah. when I looked at that I thought yeah. why are you called Burke so you got, I thought you called Dan and then what was it Dark yeah. Anim and those figures 2008 yeah. something like that yeah I mean, it, it, that's why I mean, that's why it's such a weird coincidence. Like this entire YouTube thing adventure that I've been on again, it's just because I played Final Fantasy X and I fell in love with it, and I wanted to do like the nose figure challenge and, and that kind of thing. I mean, if it was maybe let's say three years ago and it was like two thousand and four, two thousand and five, when I was really deep into it, it would have been too early for YouTube. So I might have still tried to do all this stuff. But the only reason that I decided to open a channel was because by two thousand eight, people started uploading. Final Fantasy X content on there and I was like well if I do something as, as miraculous as, as beat Dark Anna and Nose Figure I need, I need video proof because no one's going to believe me so it was just like I need to make a YouTube channel for this and literally just started from there yeah Final Fantasy X will always be my baby as far as sure. Final Fantasy games are I mean I, I did used to have on the PS1 Final Fantasy VIII I think it was but seven or eight, one of the two, but I never really got into it, so this was really my first proper incarnation of Final Fantasy. Yeah, I, I think we're we're very much alike in that sense, for sure. Yeah, I was just going to ask you what's your favourite characters in it. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I know it's a big, I know it's a big scope to go through, but I mean, for me, I, the Final Fantasy X has always been about like Oren's always been my favourite character. It's for me like. Just, I don't know if you ever watched the um, the the Oren story video that I made about him. Um, I think uh, I probably have done, but it might have been a while ago. To be fair, yeah. I mean, for me, I think he was like a lot of these games. I think, like especially Final Fantasy games, they tend to have like a lot of youth in the game. Like a, the the protagonists are very young, you know, they're high energy and all that kind of stuff. And then, like, Oren as this, like... I know, technically, he's meant to be 35, but that's just ridiculous. He's more like 50. But um, (laughs) his, like... His demeanor, like, the the way he he was always just so cool, calm, collected, so wise. You know, he basically knew everything all along. And, like, just his general... Like, the way he subliminally kind of controlled and guided that party to, to do what they needed to do. 
you know, his voice acting, um, the fact that his entire reason for being a part of the story and ultimately one of the reasons why they were successful in the end was just because of the loyalty that he had to, to Jack Dombrowska and the promise he made to Jack and the sacrifice he made in order to make that, that promise happen. I don't know, just for me, Oren is just everything about him. I mean, in battle, you're seeing in the P. Birdman mod, he's an absolute tank, he's a star, he has his clutch moments. I don't know, Oren for me is just, he's always that guy. He's just, he's a special character for me. I think, I think it's, it should be the Oren mod at the moment, but uh, yeah, I, I find it remarkable that he actually aged uh, after <laughs> he died. I didn't know you could age when you were Pyroflies, but obviously that's um, Spira for you. Yeah, I mean, to good old Pyreflies is the solution to everything. Yeah, should should use that now. It might help out. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe you should you should have some kind of attack like in in like as an homage to Pyreflies or something. <laughs> yeah, me personally, I I, I don't I, I do like them main characters, but I, I always find it's the side characters which are more. Really? Okay, who? Which ones? And I, I know I'm probably going to say similar ones to you because I actually like them as well. I like Bartello. Yeah, he's got so limited vocabulary. Yeah, it's really, really good. I think he's only got one page, and even that's only one line saying Donna. <laughs> or, Donna. <laughs> um, of course, high pillow. I love yes. them little dudes. Yeah, even the, even like in X two when you had the hot spring scene when it was just the three girls and you had two high pillows in the corner, he's just waving. He's like, where did they come from? All of a sudden, toasting away. <laughs> and obviously, when you go on the shoot buff in it. All aboard! <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that all them are going to come out really, really terrible. I know. When I say it to me to myself now, it sounds good. It sounds perfect. But when I hear it back, it's like, don't give up your day job. That, that's that's the curse of of this whole like yeah. recording yourself thing. <laughs> it's really annoying. It's, it, it happens all the time. Like you think you sound one way, and then you hear yourself back, and it's totally another. But I think the the fact that people listen to this got to hear P. Birdman do a high pillow that's it I don't want to hear you again <laughs> that, I, I think I think that's going to trump everything else I think they'll love that <laughs> there's no such thing as a bad high pillow impression it's just the fact that you went for it I think is always more matters I think it'd probably come out as a Weasley high pillow should we call it a white pillow now <laughs> I think we'll, we'll have to see the in the comments for that one see what people thought of it <laughs> oh well it's, a, it's all part of the fun absolutely all right, man. I think we can start to wrap things up. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. It's been good fun. I think maybe we should do this again once the, the entire mod is finished and we've done the post-game and stuff as well. Yeah, it's been really great to be on here. Thanks for having me. As well as thanks to all the patrons of yours and the viewers who actually made these mods and all these projects possible. So thank you very much. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, me and me and P. Birdman going to keep working keep recording, keep tweaking, keep discussing and hopefully bring you guys the best mod that we can. So, thank you guys for listening and I'll see you soon, P-Bird man. Take care, man. Yeah, take care yourself. See you guys.